Welcome to The Good, The Bad, and The Beautiful. I'm your host, Erin Clark, and I am absolutely thrilled to have you here with me today as we celebrate my 40th birthday. That's right. I feel so blessed to be able to be celebrating 40 years here on earth. I'm thankful for, man, I have so many blessings in my life. I could go on and on about the people and all the opportunities that I've been able to have in these 40 years, but there's just not enough time for that. So today we're going to settle with my top 40 lessons learned in 40 years here on planet earth. Um, And I wanted to take the opportunity right now to just thank you. Thank you for joining me each week as I just riff about the comings and goings, the ups and downs of life. So thank you. There is no one that I'd rather be spending this birthday celebration with than you. Okay, number one, lesson learned. These are in no particular order. (laughs) It's my top 40. Did you guys listen to the top 40? If you're If you're younger than 40, you might not have, but we used to listen to the radio and uh, it would always be the top 40. Um, Yeah. Okay. Good times. We come back. Uh, Number one, I am enough. That's something that I think we all have to be reminded of consistently, that we are enough. (laughs) As we change over time and as new experiences come up, I think we're often left to wonder Am I enough? This also fits in with my number two, which I'm not too much. (laughs) Do you ever find yourself flip-flopping back between am I enough and am I too much? I'm sure it's not just me that struggles with that. And what I found over time is that when our identity is grounded in Christ, that we are enough and we're never too much. Because once we start stop listening to that outside chatter and we stop comparing ourselves to those around us, to their successes, to the achievements, to whatever it is that you put on a pedestal, when we stop looking at them and go, wow, I am the person that God created me to be. And because I'm rooted in that, I am enough. And I'm not too much. I'm put here on purpose for a purpose. And I'm going to live it to the best of my ability, to my fullest potential. Number three, I'm not for everyone. (laughs) And this fits so good in with I'm not too much. Because that's often where you start questioning when I am I enough? Am I too much? And you realize... I'm not enough for some people. I'm too much for some people. I'm not for everyone. We're not made to be for everyone. If we were, we'd be chameleons. We'd be phony. I actually have a sweatshirt that says, I'm not for everyone. And some people, it bothers them (laughs) because they're like, whoa, that sounds a little harsh. And it's like, but I'm not for everybody. We shouldn't be or else I'd be trying to um, attack be who people want me to be and I won't be authentically myself. So it's okay. Not everybody is going to like you in life and it's actually freeing because the people who do like you, the people who do want to be in your life will pursue you and it will be so much better of a relationship than if you're trying to fight against the current and 
please everyone around you. Number four, every day is a gift. I truly wake up every day and just thank God that I still have breath, that wow, okay, whatever happened yesterday, whatever happened last week, today is a new opportunity. Today's a new opportunity for change. It's a new opportunity for growth. And my yesterdays don't have to be my tomorrows. I get the opportunity today to make it fresh. I also see it as a gift within be just being able to be free to walk around. I've had health issues in my life and there's been moments in time where doctors have looked and said, if we don't do this surgery now, you will die. It's a gift. Like We're all on borrowed time every day that we have. And so I cannot stress enough the importance of not wasting our todays because we don't know if tomorrow's going to come. And so not to, to fear that tomorrow might not come, but to use it as like, wow, today I have the opportunity to love those around me. Today I have the opportunity to change my pathways. And so I often live by the motto of, okay, if this isn't working, today's a new day to change it. I have the opportunity to move forward into a new direction because I still have breath. (laughs) And as long as I have breath on this earth, I can be always have the ability to move forward. Number five, bone broth, collagen, and water are your friends. I cannot (laughs) stress this enough the importance of all of these things for our skin. And you will thank me if you're in your 20s now and you're like, "Mm, really, really doesn't matter. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. You will thank me in 20 years by having your bone broth, your collagen and staying hydrated. Oh man, like it is life-giving to me and drives my family crazy because there's consistently mugs just left everywhere (laughs) throughout my house. But I've got great skin for it. Number six, set boundaries. Oh man, I wish I had learned this skill earlier in my life of setting boundaries. I love helping people and I jump in like head first and don't know how to set boundaries. So then I get burnt out. I end up elevating that among uh, beyond my family and because I want to help people. I don't always set appropriate boundaries within friendships. I want to give everybody all of my attention, but it leaves you empty inside because we can't be all things to all people. And so by setting boundaries, it helps us to focus on what's important in our life It helps us to be able to not burn out and be able to stay consistent. I've always joked that I am like, um, I'm really good in the moment of somebody's trauma. I'm there. I'm full force. I will take care of you, but I don't have the longevity to walk it through because I put so much into that moment that then I've got nothing left to give. Where if I set boundaries and I slowly walk through something with people, 
then I actually have this longevity. So set boundaries in your life. Number seven, family is first. At the end of the day, when I'm 80 years old, it's my family. Those are the people that I see consistently walking through my whole life with me. That's who I want to spend my vacations and spend my holidays and spend the good times and the fun times in my life with. Those are the people that I want to run to when I'm feeling sad or scared. It's my family. And so we have to be pouring in in order for that to happen. We can't just expect all of a sudden years from now that our kids are going to want to be with us. If we focus wholly on our kids and don't focus on our husband, uh, who's to say that you're going to like each other when the kids are gone? So we really have to prioritize these relationships and be fostering them all through the years. When the kids are young, when the kids are old, when you're busy in life, whatever it might be, family needs to come first. Number eight, music and candles set the mood. And I'm not meaning in the bedroom, folks. I mean just generally in life. We always have music and candles going in our house. If I'm wanting to create a peaceful space, I'll put on the classical music, the spa music, and the whole house just goes like, (sighs) when I want to create fun and kind of loosen the mood, we'll put on like dance music that you just, it requires you. You can't not dance to. Music fully sets the mood of the house and we really, by setting this culture within our home, it creates this like blueprint of like, okay, this music is playing right now. This is time. Like, let's read our books together and let's just enjoy conversation. Ooh, this is playing. We should have fun together. Let's play a game together. It really does set a beautiful mood within your house. So don't underestimate the value of music and candles. And I love this before the Heige movement. I think that's what it's called, the Heige. Okay, number nine, the chatter doesn't matter. The vision makes the decision. I didn't make that up. I got that from my friend, Julie Richard, but it has become like my motto for life. The chatter doesn't matter. The vision makes the decision. If you have a vision for your marriage, for your family, for your kids, for your calling in life, then the chatter that goes on around you, the negativity, when you get the negative post or message or whatever it might be, when the world's coming at you and say, no, no, that's not how you parent your kids. That's not how you do marriage. You go back to your vision and you're like, okay, no, no, this still fits within the vision The chatter doesn't matter. The vision makes the decision. Number 10, learning is lifelong. I think we have this misconception that we go through our schooling, kindergarten, third grade, 12, maybe you do some post-secondary, but then it's just kind of done. That's the time in life where you got to get it all in. And I cannot disagree with that more. If homeschooling has taught me anything, It's that I want to create lifelong learners in our girls. I have learned more through homeschooling my kids and as an adult because I'm learning things that I want to be learning. I'm always up for 
trying to ask the questions of, okay, why does that do that? Let's figure this out and let's move forward. So never stop learning. Going along with that number 11, we're never too old to dream. And I really hope that I'm still saying that at 60. I hope that I'm saying that at 70 and 80, that it doesn't matter what age we are. We all have dreams. We all have callings. We all have bigger purposes in life than just the everyday. So dream, do it, pull the trigger. Maybe it's going back to school. Maybe it's taking a course or learning a master class, starting a business, whatever it might be. You're never too old to dream. Number 12, God is greater than my fear. If you've heard any of my last uh, podcasts in the past and know my story, Oh, I grew up with the most crippling, crippling fear. And of course, you always have residue. You never, never stop. God has healed me from it. But it's always there. And I'm always having to remind myself and that God is greater. That amongst all of the things in life that can make me fearful or give me anxiety... God is greater. God can conquer. And he loves me more than I could ever even comprehend and understand and wants the best for me. He's here with me, walking me through it, and he hasn't left me yet. And so uh, I just want to encourage you in that, that if you're fearful today, if you live with extreme fear and anxiety, God's got you. God is greater than your fear. Number 13, marriage is hard work. (laughs) Of course, I'm not saying anything new. Most of these you've heard before. These are just things that I would love to just pass on because sometimes we just need the reminder. Marriage is hard work. It comes with a lot of fun, but it's hard work. It's communicating constantly. It's Two people that are both broken, that have come together to pledge their love to one another for the rest of time. And within that rest of time, we're ever changing. And so the person that we are in our 20s are different than the people that we are in our 40s. And so we need to learn how to be married to the same person that's a different person multiple times in life. It's not easy. It's hard work. And my biggest advice in this area that I've learned over the years is during those rough times, the good times are coming. Maybe you're in a good time now and you can think back to like those years that were rough. And it was like, okay, yeah, we did make it through and we are better because of it. So no matter where you're at in your marriage right now, just know that there's opportunity to grow. Go do the hard work. Do the hard work now. Go and get counseling if you need to. Talk to somebody. Figure out and do the hard work. Number 14, intimacy is just as much about me. (laughs) That's right, you women listening. Intimacy is not just about him. It is about you. If you're married, oh man, I just want to encourage you to know your body, know your needs. And know that it is just about much about you. 
Make it work. Figure out how to work. Communicate with one another. Build that trust so that you can enjoy the pleasure of intimacy as well. Number 15, our health matters. Oh, I wish I learned this earlier. I wish I learned how to care for my body and how it literally, as God said, is a temple. (laughs) Like I have one body in this life and what goes in does come out. I, sorry, that sounded gross. I don't mean it like that. <laughs> what I mean is like what goes in is how I feel. So when I'm eating well, when I'm taking care of my body, my joints don't hurt as much. My back doesn't hurt as much. All of those things. Our health matters because it trickles out into all the other areas of our lives. Number 16, kindness is king. Oh my goodness. If we haven't learned anything in the last couple of years... I hope that we've learned the importance of kindness. We don't know where everybody is at in life. We don't know what they've been going through, but we have the opportunity to show kindness to them no matter what, whether they deserve it, whether they're easy to show kindness to. Show kindness. Show somebody kindness today. Number 17, home culture matters. I talked about how music and candles set the mood. It's all about this idea of the culture of your home. What is the culture of your home? Another thing I took from my friend Julie is the idea of like, we want our kids to come home, drop their backpacks and go like, "Ah, I'm safe, I'm happy, and I like it here. I want my kids' friends to come to our house and be like, I feel safe here. This place, the culture that I feel is filled with love and laughter and I want to be a part of this. What's the culture of your home today? 18, laugh often. Laugh as much as possible. Watch funny shows. Spend time with people that just make you full on belly laugh. I love a good comedy and I don't know, I just, I love laughing. I know some people, it doesn't come as naturally. Figure out what makes you laugh and laugh often. There's studies that show it's good for our hearts. (laughs) It's good for our bodies, minds, souls, laugh. 19, love big. Love on people with our words, with our actions, with our money, whatever it might be. Love those around you with the gifts that you've been given. There's been many times in my 40 years that people have loved on me. They've shown us big love through friendship, through generosity, whatever it might be. And I try my best to also do the same for others within my means of the capacity that I have. Love big Number 20, we are ever evolving. As I was approaching 40, I was like, oh my goodness, okay, I feel really good where I'm at with friendships. I feel really good where I'm at with like my family and all of that. But oh no, I still have these big dreams that I never, I never did. I haven't finished my book. I haven't finished whatever it might be. And I was like, wait a second, you're 40 years old. (laughs) You still have breath in your lungs until the end of time. 
You are ever evolving. I have the opportunity to change, change my views, change my opinions, continue to learn, continue to strive. And you do too. As long as we have breath in our lungs, we have the opportunity to evolve. Number 21, be silly. Be silly will make you laugh, but it's different than laughing. Be silly. Don't take life so seriously. Enjoy the everyday moments and have fun. Do the things that is out of the ordinary for you, that just make you laugh and push you towards just that joy in life. Number 22, don't sweat the small stuff. Oh man, learn that. I cannot stress that enough. I took so many years. It's random now when I think back to the things that would stress me out. And it's like, why? Why was that? Why did I think that that was such a big deal? I used to stress so much like if an order got wrong at a restaurant or even what should I order at a restaurant. And then I realized, oh wait, I, I live in a country where I'll get more than one meal in a day. So why am I sweating over what this one meal is going to be? Don't sweat the small stuff. 23, say what you want. I don't mean just say anything you want. I mean like speak up for yourself. In my early years, in my 20s and probably in my early 30s, I couldn't even... To go back to the restaurant thing, like Mark would be like, where do you want to go for dinner? <sighs> I don't, I don't know. Um, but in the back of my mind, I knew what I wanted. I just wanted to make sure that he got what he wanted too. And I didn't want to speak up for himself. And I realized, what's the harm? The worst thing he could say is, I don't feel like that. And so I've learned to like speak up. If I'm at somebody's house and they ask me if I want a cup of tea, if I want a cup of tea, I'm going to say yes. If I'm thirsty and they didn't offer me a cup of tea, I'm going to say, hey, do you mind if I grab a cup of tea? Say what you want. And big stuff and the little stuff like the cup of tea. 24, your voice matters and is powerful. Your voice matters. We need to stand up against injustice, stand up for things, against things. Our voices matter and what we say and what we do has weight to it. Use your voice for good. Use it to bring change. Use it to bring hope. And please do it kindly and do it with love. Number 26. Sorry, 25. (laughs) Be intentional about time with the Lord. I have made it a practice in my life to every morning, I begin my day with time with the Lord. Writing scripture, praying, reading. And it just helps to ground me. It helps to um, give me purpose and give me clarity. I cannot stress the importance of making that a priority in your day. Number 26, write down your goals. Write down the big lofty goals. Write down the daily goals. What are your goals today? 
not just a to-do list. They often fit within that. But what are your actual goals? What's something within your goals that's just for you? What's a goal that serves other people? Write them down. As a part of my time with the Lord in the morning, I will um, write my prayers out. And it's actually quite beautiful to go back and see like, wow, like I wrote them down and now I can see how God worked in them. It's the same with writing down your goals. You're able to look back and go, wow, okay. Yes, I've, I've accomplished a lot. I, I see that this continues to be a goal in my life. So this must be of importance to me. Number 27, not every mistake requires a consequence. This is personally, but it's also as a parent for your kids. Pick your battles with your spouse. Maybe they always forget to take out the garbage. Sometimes we just need to have grace and we need to figure out, is this a battle? Is this something I should be fighting right now? Yeah, you could comment, but do we need to actually like give a consequence for it? Do we need to make it such a big deal? Number 28, you can move on from friendships. This is a hard one if you're a people pleaser and you love people. I know I've struggled with this over time, but it's okay. We evolve, we change, and that's okay. Not everybody evolves together. And it doesn't always have to end in a big blow up. It's just, you can just move on with friendships that just aren't naturally working for whatever the reason might be. It's okay. They will survive and you will survive and God will bless you with the friends that you need in your life. Number 29, you can stop reading a book if you don't like it. (laughs) Even if it's on Reese's book list. I've always struggled with that because it's like, oh, I paid for this book or, oh, people say this is a really good book. I should just keep going because it must have a good ending. If you're hating it, stop reading it. Don't waste your time on it. You're allowed. You have the freedom to put the book down and choose another. 30, you can disagree with someone and still love them. If you didn't know that before, I'm hoping that you know that now (laughs) through, again, these last couple years. It's okay to have different opinions with someone else. You can still love them and still disagree. 31, glean from those ahead of you. Whether you're young and you're listening to this list now or You have people in your life that are ahead of you, whether in parenting or marriage, friendship, whatever it might be. Watch them, learn from them, ask the questions. What did you do in this situation? How does this work? Don't try to do life alone. We're meant to be in community. And if we're only spending time with people in the same stage as us, we'll just all kind of get bogged down together. But if you can have somebody in your life, a mentor, someone just ahead of you or well ahead of you that you can actually see where they've got some um, perspective. They've been where you are, but they're out the other side and they're able to walk you through it. 
32, get sleep. Sleep matters. And as time goes on, sleep will be harder. (laughs) It's harder to stay asleep. Take your magnesium, take your vitamin Bs, take your vitamin Ds and get that sleep. As you're getting older, you cannot, what's the saying, burn both ends of the candle. It just does not work anymore. And we're not in the right emotional state when we don't get enough sleep. I cannot stress sleep enough. 33, wear the swimsuit. And I don't just mean like the physical swimsuit. I mean like take the opportunities. Frolic on the beach in your bikini if that's what you want to do. When your kids are all learning to wake surf, learn to wake surf with them. Do the things that scare you. Step out of your comfort zone and wear the swimsuit. (laughs) 34, rest. I cannot stress the importance of rest more. We're in a time where burnout and anxiety is just skyrocketed. And I think part of it is because we haven't learned how to rest our bodies. We haven't learned in the daily or in the weekly, taking a weekly Sabbath, taking time out in a month, taking time out in the year. And so we work, work, work. We go hardcore and not know how to take the little breaks where all of a sudden we reach the breaking point where we have to take a huge break. Figure out how to get the rest in the everyday and get into a rhythm of making sure you take your Sabbath day. Put the phone down. And I don't just mean just sitting and like vegging out and not doing anything. Make that a day that brings you joy. Have people over, go for a walk, a hike, whatever it might be for you. 35, move through fear and hurt in order to heal. As somebody who has been hurt, as somebody who has struggled with immense fear, you have to move through it. You can't just glide past it and pretend like it's not there or been like, yeah, that was, that was really hard. But if I just will my way through, it'll be okay. It's like, no, you actually have to like walk through it because it's the only way to find healing on the other side. If you can't do this alone, seek help. Seek a counselor. If you can't afford a counselor, Seek somebody that, again, is ahead of you, that has a maturity to be able to help you walk through and get to the other side. We have to feel pain. We need to enter into that pain, allow our bodies to cry, to mourn, so that they can then heal. 36, quality is better than quantity. And I mean that in everything. (laughs) Food, clothing, friendships, uh, whatever it might be, quality is always better. Quality is always better than quantity. 37, exercise is good for the mind, body, and soul. I wish I learned this earlier. It took me until just last year to finally find an exercise that I love doing. Find what works for you because what works for me won't work for somebody else. What works for somebody else didn't work for me. Find the exercise. Just start moving. Our bodies are so connected that it 
really truly does affect our mind, body, and soul when we're active and we work our bodies. 38, trust your gut. Trust it. You know that that feeling, that pit, that discernment that's in your belly, trust it. And you'll make wise choices. 39, social media is a blessing and a curse. You feel it. I f- oh, I feel it. The amount of times that I've woken up at three o'clock in the morning going, I should just delete my social media account. It's distracting. What if I'm pointing people to the wrong things? What if some creep is going to follow me on it? And then I realize, wait, what an incredible way that I can share kindness and love to those around me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Social media is such a blessing. I love social media. <laughs> Right? It is. It's this blessing and curse. And we just have to figure out how we can work within it. Make the parameters for ourselves to be able to be healthy within it so that it's not, again, where we're burnt out from it. And it's all or nothing. It's like, okay, how can we work social media in a healthy way so that it can be a blessing to those around us, that we can be a light through it. We need to enter into the dark places. We need to enter in and be a light because where else are people going to see the life-changing work that God has done in my life, in your life? It's a great opportunity to share God's love. So how are we using it? And number 40, we made it to the end of the list. (laughs) 40, always be you. I know this is so cheesy. This is going to sound so cheesy, but there is only one you. That's right. There's only one you. I'm going to take it one further. There's only one me and it's taken. Isn't that? (laughs) Okay, never mind. That That was weird. But really, there is only one you. There's only one me. So why do we try to conform to the people around us? It's amazing how quick we conform to the people that we're spending time with. But there's only one. There's only one you. So be the best version of yourself. Be the healthiest version of yourself that you can be. Take care of your mind. Take care of your body. Take care of your soul. Bring yourself to a healthy place so that you can be the best version of yourself. That's the journey that I've been on. And again, it's ever evolving. I am always being refined and growing. We're not supposed to be stagnant. We're not just supposed to be like, well, this is me. It's like, no, this is me, but I want to be the best version of me possible. I want to leave an impression on those around me. I want them to see Jesus in me and just be able to be this light and joy to a broken world that is in need of hope. Let's be that. Thanks for listening. There is still time. If you want to head over to my Instagram at erin.e.clark and join in the birthday fun, we are doing a countdown to 40 celebration where there's challenges and lots of amazing gifts to be given. So you can head over there now. Thank you. 
thank you for making this year an incredible year. And I just so look forward to what's in store. 